Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Now we're recording. Oh my God, we're live? Yeah. You heard it here first. Um, okay, everybody. Uh, I'm with Taylor Nolan, and we are in Seattle. Mm-hmm. My first friend in Seattle. PNW. The PNW. Um, we have been helping each other move. Well, you're moving. Yeah. I'm moving. Um, and we took a break to record a cool pod, and I don't really have anything planned, so we'll just make it work yeah, and talk about conversation. life and it'll be, it'll be rad. But yeah, so everyone, um, I'll talk about my, everyone wants to know about my road trip. So it was five days straight and, uh, let's see, I went, I stopped first night in Oklahoma city and then Denver. And I saw a couple people you guys know, Leah block, lace Morris and Sarah Heron finally met her in person. And then, um, where did I go next? Oh, Vegas. You went, went to Vegas, to Vegas hmm. and it was so weird driving past the strip. I just stayed at a friend's apartment, but it was like, wow. Had you been to Vegas before? We went to the Vegas on the show. Oh, that's right. And I kind of had anxiety a little bit because yeah. I saw the Aria Hotel and I swear I saw the penthouse that we stayed in. Yeah. And like, it was a little creepy because yeah. that was not my good mems. That was mm-hmm. not a good week for me or yeah. a good four days for me. Um, and then where did I stop? Oh, then I went to Redding, California. Shout out to Redding. I loved the girls I met at a restaurant next to my hotel and then made it to Seattle. And I'm here. And immediately my first day, I was like, hi, Taylor, let's get lunch because I don't know anyone. And you've been awesome. Um, So, yeah. So I hate talking about Bachelor all the time, but we might as well talk about it. If we go down memory lane, um, we're going back to Nick Vile. Good old Nick. And, uh, you know, we were both villains-ish. Yeah. I was much worse than you. Um, but yes. you know, you've got that term emotional intelligence yeah. all over your everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To this day. Everyone, and that's a word. Like, like multiple tags a day about like, oh my God, look what we're learning in my workshop int- training. I actually am guilty too. I was at an airport. Yeah. And I saw a book. Mm-hmm either a called emotional intelligence or about it. Emotional intelligence 2.0 has been in the airports and literally and so it's everywhere. my flight home <laughs> from like leaving Louisiana in the airport. I saw the book and I like texted it to my producer and I was like, Oh shit. I mean, honestly you, you are so smart and let me just say, by the way, we're going to talk about this, but um, I was helping Taylor unpack and it just shows how little you know about these people. Like yeah. you craft You have more books than I've ever seen in my life. And they're all like really smart books. (laughs) They're all about like thinking and the brain and emotional intelligence. And I'm unpacking these things like what? And then you have old statistics books. Yeah. Which like I hated statistics. I don't know why I still have that. That was like my least favorite part was doing research. I don't even know what, what that is. Yeah. I don't even think I got to that class. I think I was too stupid. But um, she crafts. She's she paints, um, bake baking stuff. Yeah. It was actually really fun to um, unpack for help you unpack because yeah. I like learned weird stuff about you. Yeah. What are some other weird things you do that um, 
not weird, but things that I mean, people you don't saw, know. Like my old cat's bed. Your old cat's bed. Like that I love animals so much. You do um, love animals and you hold on to things. I do. I like, like I'm to a thrower like awayer. See, I'll throw away most things, but things that have any sort of like sentimental value. value like I love like that was Mocha's bed. Mocha was like my first cat and that's where like Tay Mocha comes from. Like I people didn't know think that. that it's just because I'm like brown mixed yeah and I'm like oh no it's because like I loved my Tay cat when Mocha. I was younger and I just combined our names and then that became like a nickname for me now we know <laughs> so everyone by the way follow Taylor it's Tay Mocha on Instagram if yeah. you don't. that's where that reference was coming from but yeah she loves cats she's got we're they're both staring at us right now while we're recording yeah Theo and Lily they're great um so yeah it was really fun to let like learn like you won't find anything interesting when you help me unpack oh stop I'm sure I will I mean like I bought, I, I brought nothing on my, I put everything in garbage bags. True. Like you're good and you have it in boxes and all this stuff. I'm not yeah. like that, but um, sorry, that was a tangent. So anyway, I didn't even know that emotional intelligence was, was like a true Webster's mm-hmm. dictionary thing. Yeah. Um, can you define it for me right now? The most like simplistic way that I can put it is just <laughs> <laughs> emotional intelligence is basically just being in touch with your emotions and oh. understanding what's going on emotionally inside of you. It's not, it, it sounds like this really difficult thing. And Truly. it's like, that's how I think when I think of IQ, I'm yeah. like, Oh God, I don't even know what that even is. How do you even look at that? But what is an IQ? Emotional intelligence <laughs> is literally just like being able to identify your feelings, being able to like recognize and like be mindful of them and being able to like communicate that. Yeah. And just like, really being in touch with where you're at like it's really not it's not that complicated I'd say like one to ten emotional intelligence I'm like a 6.8 mostly because I cry a lot I'm not yeah but I would almost like up that because you are because I because you're like being in in touch with that as opposed to like suppressing it and pushing it down never crying and being like Cameron Diaz who finally cries and she's like oh my god I cried do you know that movie no okay what movie? <laughs> it's called The Holiday. Yes, I have seen And she that. like never cries and then yeah. she does and she's like, ah! So she's yes. probably not very emotionally intelligent. She's probably suppressed a lot of things, that um, character. The person that you didn't think was incredibly emotionally intelligent was Corinne. If we yeah. go back to that day, that talk, I mean, this feels like a hundred years ago. Yeah, that was like a two hour long conversation in and the a- freezing cold. Okay, so I like to be honest on this pod. You can say no. Yes. Were you at all pushed to have that conversation with her? I mean, yeah, I was like this, you know, you guys should talk tonight. So, okay. And they they made it look like she came up and like grabbed me and was like, we're going to talk. Right. But really it was, I had already talked to her the previous night when she addressed the group yeah. and it was like very awkward. And I was like, I'm not going to talk about this in front of the group. Like right. I'll talk to you one-on-one. And in some ways that feels like a mistake because she was able to like gaslight me in our one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Whereas had I done it in the group, I think I would have Well, people would have seen support. it and called you. Exactly. Yeah, called her on it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I was like trying to be like, oh, well, you know, I'll, it'll be like more personal and right. she'll be able to like understand better what I'm saying. Like right. if we just have this one-on-one conversation and and yeah. to me, even before I met you, you know, people, cause I was the villain right before. So mm-hmm. everyone wanted to know what's your opinion on this villain. And I, I was like, you know, a conversation like that probably 
nine times out of 10 will never look good in, on TV. But in the real world, it's probably a super normal conversation. But, yeah. Well, it also like there were so many different layers of it. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't, it was, it was basically like her saying to everyone, if you have issues or if yeah. you have like concerns about me in the house, like mm-hmm. come to me and tell me what those are yeah. and address it with me. But then like when people actually did it, like she didn't actually she would, hear any of that. Right. So then it's like, okay, how do I actually go about having the conversation with this person right now who really isn't in the place to hear it? But then I'm also like, I can't really get out of this conversation. Right. And then you're in like this weird thing with cameras on you. And like, you, I could then sense at that point, like yeah. shit, this is going to be me against her. Like, I don't know what, like, this is just so uncomfortable. Like I'm not l- trying to look at you as like competition for like dating this dude. I'm just like legitimately concerned about your, your emotional behaviors and your emotional yeah. intelligence <laughs> because like, so, so if I yeah. think about like my, how she kind of at women tell all, she didn't really play the like I'm sorry card. She played the sorry I nap card. Yeah, and it was sad. There were points that like the audience was like chanting for her to apologize and she she just wouldn't do just it. Just didn't. Yeah. But it was sad. you know, for her she thinks like the issue was with people not accepting the way that she was. But was there anything that we didn't see of her that like was the the basis and the fundamental issue with you guys? Or was it just kind of the lack of like general respect, the waiting for the rose ceremony because she was napping kind of stuff? Was that really what it was? Just like the frustration? I mean, I'm going to keep it very honest. Yeah. Um, that's what I especially do. because especially because she did come forward with it at the paradise um, Mm -hmm. little segment that she had um, where her napping on the bachelor wasn't napping. It it, it was her literally like blacked out. And that's where it became such a big issue of like, I'm like, people are literally like checking to make sure you're like breathing. Like that's not, that's not taking a nap. I'm sorry. And like to try to popularize it and like make it seem totally okay. Like maybe it's just because of my background, like, and working with people who are struggling with substance abuse. But it was like very clear, like after you take, you know, two, three shots and then you're legit just done. Like there's something else going on. And to me to be like in the same environment as that and just be like, can I do something for you? Like at the pool party, I was like pulling her inside and was like, we need to get her off the camera. Like it, it just sadly became, I think this thing where, you know, she knew she could kind of get some attention Mm -hmm. from the character that she's playing. Um, and then also just maybe not knowing where she was at. And there were some other girls that she actually like listened to what they were saying and they were saying the same things as me. It just, she didn't want it from you. There's layers of it. where like, I have the same name as her younger sister, who's like 16. Um, and I think looking at me as like a yeah. piece of competition in this. And, but then I'm also like younger than her. And so th- there were all these other, other right. layers to it that like in my head, I'm like analyzing, you know, right. as to like why this interaction probably isn't going to go anywhere. And like, I need oh, to yeah. just stop. But then at the same time, you're for like, you can't leave that environment. No. It's there. And something you said that was pretty interesting. Um, You said the character she was playing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think above anyone that I can think of in this franchise, she is someone who truly went in playing a character. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that before. I mean, even people on the show that I was with, like even me, I didn't go in playing what I ended up being, Mm -hmm. you know? And, And so for me, like... Did it ever frustrate you or the other girls that America 
embraced her so much. Absolutely. It bothered me. It, a most bit. of the girls were very irritated within the first few episodes of like, okay, this is the Corinne show. And not because like they want it to be a show about them, but yeah. it was just like, this is just kind of ridiculous. And like, it wasn't enjoyable for us mm-hmm. in the house for in the beginning. And then other girls did develop relationships with her, but you know, the, it wasn't really an enjoyable setting. I mean, you know, like if when you're in that environment and like one person is, doing all this stuff then it's every second it's like group yeah. chats of like what do you think about her doing this what do you think about it her just doing became this? her 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 she yeah, loved so it so then watching that play back in america like you know falling into that as well like it was just i think kind of disappointing and especially the political tones that she would incorporate yeah. um in and maybe that's authentic to her i don't know not conversations we had right um but yeah it was i think pretty disappointing for for yeah. me and for some other people to see America so so heavily I mean, embraced that character for her hard mm-hmm. yeah. more than I've ever seen ever yeah. and then and then you get the two on one right yeah I was on a two on one too speaking of our fun times oh. in unpacking my boxes oh, yes. <laughs> tell this story tell this story this was great you guys well on the two on one you know we met with this lady and she was like doing a reading of us or whatever and she gave us these voodoo dolls yeah and was like explaining how like the voodoo dolls were meant. <laughs> They were meant for like healing purposes and not doing harm. And um, then, of course, like they did like a clip showing of Corinne being like using it for harm. And it was ridiculous. But yeah, we um, unpacked that voodoo doll. And well, I was I, I was it. opening a box and, and pull out this like, I mean, that shit's not a voodoo doll. It's a freaking scarecrow. Yes, it's, it's like a mini scarecrow. It's like a gross like. scarecrow. I pull it out and Taylor's like. You're near gonna where where's that from? And I go, Oh my gosh. It's from the weren't yeah. you in a swamp or or no that yeah. you were in a swamp. Was in a swamp, yeah. So it, it was ridiculous because I was like really happy just like to get out of the house and like yeah, to have and be a away, date, you know? Obviously, yeah. And I love nature. And so yeah. I was like, I mean, I don't really care that it's a swamp. Like maybe I'll get to see some animals, like be out like sure, like Nick, I'm on board. Whatever. Yeah. And it was like so funny because both Nick and Corinne were like kind of freaking out about the bugs and like they were both wearing these like designer clothes and we're like in the middle of the swamp and I'm like something here doesn't match like this doesn't work (laughs) yeah I don't fit in here yeah I was wearing like a three dollar um like knockoff Keds that like she asked me at one point she's like oh are those Keds and I was like no they're like three dollars from Charlotte Ruth and then she made some comment afterwards I was told from the girls when she got back home about like yeah Taylor with her fake Keds and I was like I ew there were so many like passive aggressive comments even Little that things. day before leaving of like you look so pretty Taylor like really? just like that just like the tone it was just it so it was so uncomfortable and honestly when I left I was like am I being pranked but then I was also like thank god because I'm tired of this. I honestly felt really good too when I got sent home on the 211 yeah. like I didn't cry no I didn't either the producer actually this is a little juice not really but um <laughs> the producer was like you should probably cry. Like it'll look good if you yeah. cry. And yeah. I was like, I honestly am just so tired and I want to go yeah. home and they, like, I'm done. I had to like put my hand over oh, my head because oh. I wasn't crying. Cause I was like, no, like this is stupid. I mean, luckily like, it was literally hurricaning in my face. So my face was already like drenched and wet. Yeah. So it kind of looked like it was like, where were you <laughs> left? Oh, the island. The island. Yeah. Y'all know I just moved to Seattle. You'd think a massive road trip, finding an apartment, moving into it, starting my job would all set me behind on my workouts, but it hasn't. That's because I have Beachbody on demand and I can work out anywhere 
anytime. So Beachbody On Demand is an easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of effective workouts that you can do from the comfort of your living room whenever you want to. It's the company behind P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, Brazil Butt Lift, Pio, 3-Week Yoga Retreat, many more. Plus, it has the best celebrity super trainers out there like Sean T, Tony Horton, Autumn Calabrese. There's hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, and they range from bodybuilding training to cardio, high-intensity yoga, even those dance workouts if you're into those. So like day four of my road trip to Seattle, my legs, they started feeling kind of stiff, and I just wanted to work out. Where do I work out in Redding, California? I've never even been there. So I just chose my hotel room. I did T25 with Sean T. I just used my laptop and got an hour of work in just 25 minutes. So no matter how much time you have in your schedule, this will work for you. There are workouts as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. So if you do the math, in the time it could take you to drive to the gym, you could be finished working out already. You can use your computer, your web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, all those technologies, Beachbody On Demand can be accessed anywhere. I really want you guys to try this service. It's so convenient for our busy lives and we can make our goals happen anywhere, anytime. So right now, my mouthing off listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text Olivia to 303030. You heard me right. I said free. You'll get full access to this entire platform totally free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, and the support free. Okay. So just text Olivia to 303030. Was there ever a moment where you like really considerably liked Nick? Um I think like the first group date we had it was like the first kiss too and it was so awkward and I was so not ready for it and I didn't want it to happen but I was like oh shit this is going <laughs> to happen and He's there like were really pa- in. and there were passive aggressive comments made by Corinne that day as well of like hearing me talking to a producer about how like I'm not ready to kiss him and I don't want to kiss him on like this first group date and yeah. her being like I can't wait to kiss Nick again like I just want to like shove my tongue in his throat what? and I was like okay I you, I was like really is that is that what you're gonna do and she like stuck her tongue out and was like Ugh. and I was like all right you do Good. you girl <laughs> you, you you go and I just like played I was like this joke thing but I was like that was definitely like a tactic to try and I did do an ITM on that and they yeah. did air that of me being like I'm pretty sure she was just like trying to psych me out yeah um but then like in the night portion we did have this conversation and he at the, they don't show this part but um before he gives out the group rose mm-hmm. he like would say something about yeah, they like all say something yeah. about everyone and the things that he said about me were like so just warmed my heart and made me feel Do you like what he said it was something like he was like surprised by me he felt um uh, what was it I wrote it all down in my bachelor oh, journal I just the- read mine <laughs> recently before I moved oh yeah. my god I what literally kept the roses. Same. So I had like pet, like dried petals. petals. Mm-hmm. Kind of should have kept them. I had to throw it away. I had to. Yeah. Mine are kept. Too, it was too reading that and like yeah. looking, thinking back on it. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. So you go home and yeah. which is a blessing no matter yeah. how you look at it. Um, and you, you got the shit, you got the shit at it. Yeah. And America 
wanted to come after you. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about this today with a friend in, in the park of just the hardest part of the whole thing is America. Yeah. And the, the, the hardest part about America is that the loudest voices are the negative voices. The ones you hear are the negative ones. Yes. Yeah. And, and that they are the, the people with the negative things to say are often the, the loudest about it, that yeah. they will go out of their way as opposed yeah. to someone who watches and just feels like, oh, like, yeah, I get where she's coming from. Like, that makes sense. Like, yeah. they don't go out of their way to like, I'm going to go send her support on oh, the internet. Like, the people who get... And the show does a very good job um, in terms of eliciting those, like, very raw emotional totally. reactions to people. Um, I mean, they perpetuate it. Yeah. They so, want you to, they write things on their Facebook page saying, what did you think of this mm-hmm. moment? They were inviting people to yeah. say exactly what they think. Exactly. Yeah. America's, America's brutal. And then, yeah. and then paradise comes around mm-hmm. and we, we've been friends before that. Originally I was worried about you. Oh, yeah. and you know, only because I was like, it's, it's Corinne and Taylor. Yeah. And that's and what ev- I thought it was going to be. Everyone told me, don't go. You you're giving you're them doing. what you want. Yeah. Even they want. two weekends before, maybe it was a weekend before going down to film. I was in Vegas with a bunch of the girls and, uh, for, I think it was for Liz's like fundraiser thing that she did. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember going in the bathroom stall and at this like day pool party and bawling my eyes out and like yeah. hyperventilating and like on the phone, with the producer and like, I can't go to paradise. I can't do this. Like I'm here now just in real life. And like, I'm being so isolated because I'm not like the popular one. And I'm not like the one that America liked. And like, there's a weird part of it where like some girls don't care about that. And other girls, like it comes through and they don't realize it. And then there's other girls that like, are just remember this trip. Cause you called me afterwards and was like, I felt really, yeah, I was very Lonely. uncomfortable. It was very like they were all talking about like what paradise was going to be like for them. And mm-hmm. like not one person, like even people who I thought were like my goodish friends, yeah. like were just kind of acting like I wasn't even there. And maybe they just felt uncomfortable with it. But I was just like, this is going to be so uncomfortable. And I'm literally going in there completely alone. And like, this is I mean, that was terrible. the thought of me where your my Corinne would have been Emily. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to walk down the steps and it's going to be brutal yeah and I thought the same thing of you and maybe Mm -hmm. I maybe I was um pushing like my worldview on you a little bit Mm -hmm. well you knew that from your experience and I just was worried and and obviously it it could have been that way but then the the shutdown thing happened and Mm -hmm. that whole night happened yeah I mean Um, even before the shutdown there were still some of those like passive aggressive things being thrown at me um but that whole first day was kind of a mess. And then, I mean, the two, three days after that that we filmed were like, you know, it was this, interesting. It was more peaceful than it was on Bachelor. because well, more we're relaxed, also, I feel like. Exactly. Yeah. There was less pressure and everything. So I started to feel somewhat better. But still, like the second day, um, sorry, like, love you, Robbie. Nothing against you. But you're not someone <laughs> I want to date. And you, he came down the second day. And I looked at the producer. And I was like, I'm done. You're kidding me. I was like, I'm, re- I'm ready to go. Over it. <laughs> did did um, the, the whole situation that happened, when no one mm-hmm. really even knows what happened. But was that day one? That the incident occurred? Yeah. So then you guys filmed for like two, three more days. 
Yeah, I think it was like two days. And then... Because the report, I think, didn't come through until like the third day. And then that was when like, as soon as that came through, we like shut down filming. I don't remember exactly. And it's probably better to read whatever statement they put out that actually like told the timeline because it was just a blur. Did you... So it gets shut down. They send everyone home. Did you think that you guys were going to resume? Um... Once I started, once we started like actually learning what was happening and especially once we got home and saw what it had became, we were like, there's no way. I thought for how, how can you get, we, we literally thought it was completely done. Um, and I was supposed to go to Iowa to see Derek. Right. And then the next day after we purchased the ticket, they were like, oh, we're going to film again. And I was like, oh, well I was going to go to Iowa. (laughs) So, so you connect with Derek when? Uh, second day. Second day. Yeah. Um, so that was first day. He was very drunk (laughs) and I heard heard he puked on his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Derek wasn't really there the first day. Um, (laughs) and then second day he like Danielle woke me up and was like, Derek's really sweet. He's going around like apologizing to each girl individually about how like he was, you know, had, kind of lost control and had drank a little bit too much yeah. and just like apologized like that for it. First night might have just been a mess for everyone. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then we talked again, like I said, like Robbie had came and I was like, no, I'm done. Like I'm gonna leave. This I is, cannot picture this you is. and Robbie connecting <laughs> at all. Yeah, I was just like, there's no one here for me and this is just gonna be a waste of my time. And uh, I was just like, no. And I went like and sat on a cabana by myself and was just like, I just need some like alone time because Robbie had just Space. got there and everyone yeah. was like, oh my God, Robbie. 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 Yes, Robbie. Um, and yeah, then we he came up and immediately as he came up, he was like, what's up, kiddo? And I was like, no, turn around. <laughs> no, nope. 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 That really makes me wet downstairs. <laughs> right? Kiddo. Yeah. And the whole conversation, I was, I mean, in the beginning of it, I was like very cold and like giving him cold shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, it was just weird. We just started talking and then legit like two, three hours went by and yeah. we were still just sitting there talking. talking. And um, this is stuff we don't see. So this is. Yeah. And it just, it was like, it felt like a different conversation than I had had with anyone else. Yeah. Um, you know, I had talked to some other guys, but again, it was mainly like, Oh, what was your experience on the show? Like, oh, and hell. what do you think of being on the show? And I was just like, why are we this talking doesn't feel about like the I'm show? dating yeah, no. anyone, no. but the conversations with Derek were just very like real life, normal conversations. Yeah. And it felt very easy. And then, you know, went and did an ITM and I was like, Whoa, that was weird. I didn't what even want heck? him to talk to me and I didn't like him. And now he's, I think he likes me. And I think and maybe I, I like, like him, him too. I remember that. Yeah. That clip is cute. Yeah. And then we did like a little bonfire, um, like a group bonfire, but um, he had kind of like stayed uh, just the two of us to talk. And um, we had like some just very, very quality conversations Hard that like really, show like dug deep into some stuff and it was just like very refreshing. And, um, I remember he made a comment, like I was like laying down and he was looking at my face, like very intently and looked at, I saw him looking at my mouth and I was like, well, don't do anything. And he made a comment about like, you have really nice lips. And I like freaked the fuck out. (laughs) I was like, no, don't even think about it. I was terrified. 
And that was about it that night. And then the next night was rose ceremony night. And how oh, I would. Yeah. I remember and, this. Yeah. Yeah. And he knew that he could tell that I had been nervous and he was like testing the waters yeah. about kissing me. And then he did. And then it, and then it was, all got shut and down. And then it got shut down. <laughs> so, so it gets shut down. You, what do you exchange numbers and say, well, shit, we. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, the joke that like I had going with producers was like, I was starting to get happy. So we had to end the show. Of course. <laughs> Taylor was um, happy. Taylor was having a good time. Yeah. So yeah. So we can't, we can't let this happen. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, we stayed there for a little bit, like while it was shut down. So we didn't get our phones back for a while. And um, then once we did, like we exchanged numbers and. And then you were going to go to Iowa. Yeah, after lots of FaceTiming um, when I came back to Seattle and he was in Iowa. Yeah. And because at first I was just kind of like, I need space. Like, I don't know what the hell just happened. Yeah. Like, that was right. really weird. And um, just trying to like wrap your head around the whole situation yeah. of everything. Um, and yeah, he just like was very persistent. Um, That's what's up. <laughs> FaceTime me like basically the entire day. Um, and yeah, then it just... I don't know. It just weirdly evolved. Like, yeah. So then you go back, you're a couple. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of pressure, which I didn't like. It was automatically like Taylor and Derek are back the Jade and Tanner. And I was we, like, we talked no. about this today. Yeah. So you don't like that comparison. No, not at all. Why? Um, a, we're very different people. Like we're a totally different couple. And I just, I try to lead a very like realistic, practical yeah. life. And like, I like to go very slow right. with things. Um, and I really didn't like the pressure and just feeling like I had to live up to this yeah. thing. And like, then it also feels like the relationship isn't actually being recognized for what it is because it's just being yeah. fit into this box of this other thing. The one great couple becomes the next great couple. Yeah. Did you know that we spend one third of our life sleeping? What? So if we're spending so much time sleeping, it also makes sense that we should be sleeping comfortably. I sleep so comfortably and really, really well because I have the greatest mattress in the world, a Casper mattress. And if you don't have one, here's your chance to get the best sleep of your life. My body is getting all the support and the good sleep that it needs because Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Before getting a Casper mattress, it took me hours to fall asleep. I tossed and turned to get comfortable. I even went to a psychiatrist about my sleeping problems. I woke up with a sore back, feeling exhausted. That doesn't happen anymore. The experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places. The best part, its breathable design keeps my temperature cool. So even if I'm sleeping next to a furnace of a person, you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't wake up sweating. So Casper offers two types of mattresses. The Wave, which features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. That's what I have, by the way, you guys. Or you can get the Essential, which has a streamlined design at a price that definitely won't keep you up at night. Casper mattresses ship free. They're delivered right to your doorstep in a seriously small box. I'm pretty sure I said out loud, how did they fit a mattress? 
mattress in this box. The best part, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Returns totally hassle-free if you're not in love with your mattress after 100 nights. So get yourself the Casper mattress that changed my sleep completely. Here's how. Right this second, head over to casper.com slash Olivia and use the promo code Olivia at checkout to get $50 towards select mattresses. Remember, terms and conditions do apply. That's promo code Olivia at checkout for $50 towards select mattresses on casper.com slash Olivia. So you guys, you guys get engaged mm-hmm. um, in front of a lot of people a live audience did you know that was coming I did not I did not know that was coming I can't but it I, how can I believe that you didn't know though um, like how I, I I don't know that part of the show like there was never the pre- I all thought, day no I thought if anything was gonna happen it was gonna be Raven um ah, I was like if anything have said that yeah. yeah yeah so I didn't partially a because my view of myself in relation to the bachelor world is very yeah. skewed and very negative. Um, I don't believe, I don't necessarily believe that good things happen to me in the bachelor world uh, from that first experience. I would agree. So to me, I was like, I'm not the kind of person that that happens to. Um, and second, I just, I didn't know we were there. <laughs> so they didn't say get your nails done or, or anything. No. I mean, I did all that already because you I was going to be on camera. Right. So, wow. So it happens. It happens. You say yes. Mm-hmm. But let's, I mean, you guys are still long distance. Let's be yes. realistic about your relationship. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people aren't in this show, this show, yes. especially. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're staying in Seattle. Yeah. So I've like had a place in Seattle uh, for the last three years. And now that place is no longer and so I'm getting a different place so that I still have a home here in Seattle right um Seattle's just really like where my heart is and um Derek is working a job in Connecticut that Mm -hmm. is very intense and he's working so hard he has such a strong work ethic and he's like very very passionate about his work um and so yeah, so he's there and I kind of go back and forth mainly because he has a less flexible work schedule. And I think people typically just jump to the whole like, oh, well, why isn't Taylor living in Connecticut right. already? Why aren't they living together already? And while that looks like a great picture, yeah, um, for me, like we still haven't known each other for even a year yet. Yeah. And I don't like to just jump into things. I like to really take my time. Um, there's been so many things that happen in your relationship as a result, not only of being in the public eye, but also just in as getting to know each other yeah. in a relationship early on. So for me, it's like, you know, he's kind of doing his thing where he needs to be. And I'm kind of doing my thing where I need to be, but yeah. like, also making it work however we can with right. different trips and like me going out there and just I think trying Meeting to su- in the middle or something yeah like yeah. trying to support each other and doing what makes us happy in our yeah. lives and of course a part of that is us being together um but like I wouldn't ever want either one of us to be our main source of happiness or our only source of happiness yeah um I'm like very 
very sensitive to connection and like I like to live my life in a way where I feel connected to many people and I have such a strong community of people here in Seattle like all of my friends I've met them I've heard (laughs) about them they're great you're a Seattle person I've never seen anyone uh be such a passionate tour guide of their own city in a (laughs) in the best way like it's very cool and uh yeah I I mean I'm I'm totally team I think something that Taylor is or the way Taylor is and the way that I wish I was is like you 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 put yourself first and that's really cool and that's there's been so many times like even some dating coaches have said you know you there you've driven to dates before you were the one driving far and you were the one bending over backwards and why mm-hmm. so you know i think it's so cool that you you know what works for you you know what makes you happy yeah. and like that's awesome yeah i think more people need to be like that it's it's really hard because there is a balance like it isn't just you mm-hmm. you know but at the same time in order to show up in your relationship as the best version of yourself like you got to be happy with yourself and you got to be right. happy with what you're doing for you and it becomes really difficult when sometimes those decisions aren't necessarily what's best for the relationship. But right. I think when you can express a sort of selfless love yeah. and support that in your partner, that that can be so enriching in the relationship. Yeah. Um, and like, I've definitely was not always like that. Like I very much had been very dependent on my relationships in the past and my whole life was just my relationship and yeah. my whole life planned, you know, revolved around, around that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I really didn't, you know, I was in grad school in Baltimore living with a boyfriend. We split up. I had another boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I moved out here to Seattle um, with my parents after living with a boyfriend throughout college and like having, I had like 11 months by myself living. And, um, and now like, you know, it just, I need more of that time for myself. Yeah. So I felt like I needed to. Well, I feel like uh, the concept that most people don't understand about the show and paradise in a ways is in a ways even more condensed than Mm -hmm. um, the the bachelor itself. Um, I call it engaging. You're (laughs) you're engaged, but you're 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 still freaking dating. Yeah, you're still. Yeah. So in something that I've brought up with Taylor that I, you know, I, I did the show and obviously I was ready for a commitment when I did the show. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like I did it without it, but in a way it's been a blessing for me that, you know, it didn't work out for me in that way because I could not deal with the pressure that people put on these, these couples. Yeah. And see, I even went into paradise, like not like, I think it's really hard to express and to try to explain how difficult going through it the first time was. So I was not at all like the best version of myself showing up to paradise. (laughs) I was new year, new me. So I mean, I literally like going through lots of therapy and like, I've come to the terms with like the fact that the show was a traumatic experience. Like I I have trauma from that. And, um, I've worked very hard to not like, judge myself for that fact and I I accept that and so I also know that I I wasn't 
I was not in the place thinking I was going to be in a relationship in paradise. I was thinking, you know, I'll give it a shot. Maybe I like have fun and kind of like someone thinking it'd be like a surface level thing. And, but that I would probably feel pressured for drama within the first two days and I'd peace the fuck out. Yeah. I'm out. So I went up totally walls completely up. And I know that's not necessarily how you're supposed to go in, but it was kind of like, I'm not going to do this next year. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to do this, at all, I'm going to do it now while I'm already just in this like mess of a place and mm-hmm. just see what this experience is like. And um, so also because of that, it's like, yeah, we are definitely still dating and I'm still trying to like get my shit together post show because it changes your life in, in so every way. many ways. I mean, so the position ways. that you're in, even today, we we were at a, on a lake mm-hmm. and who wears an engagement ring in the water? Yeah. Like, why would anyone do that? I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And you post a photo and everyone's first thing is, where's the engagement ring? Like, that's yeah. just there. That is way mm-hmm. too yeah, much I mean, pressure. If I don't post a photo with him with us for, you know, a week or so, people are like, what's up with you and Derek? What's up with you and Derek? And, you know, it's just that's a different layer that I think I that I know, like, you don't have to deal with in normal life. No, <laughs> um, no you one might have like those occasionally questions. a friend of yours being like, Oh, how are you guys doing? You know, but no one is like putting this. Uh, it, yes. People put pressure on their relationship, but to the level, yeah. like, and the intensity that you get as like a public couple, yeah. um, is like very difficult to deal with sometimes. Oh, thank God. It's not me. <laughs> yeah. I'm I just mean, saying, I, I don't want to deal with that. I think it's, I mean, it's our ideal picture here is that, you know, we can be in the same city and date each other and continue to grow the relationship. And, um, you know, once he has things figured out with this job in Connecticut, Mm -hmm. then uh, he is very much open to moving to Seattle and he really enjoys it here. But right now he just doesn't have the time to be out here. Um, And so... You know, I definitely like see that down the road. Uh, we'd still have to work on a compromise around the cats. Um, oh, the cats, right. Because that's right. like hard for me to compromise yeah, on people, at all. Um, Derek is allergic to cats. I'm a crazy and cat lady. you love cats. I, I literally am a cat. You're like... <laughs> Me and Kit talk about this all the time. Kit and I talk about this all the time. Kit is her podcast co-host, by the way. Yes. And like BFF, chosen family, wonderful, wonderful person. Um, And like we're both me and Kit, we're just complete cats. You're a cat. Like my personality even is that of a cat. Like I like affection, but only on my terms. Yes. Um, That is such a cat thing. (laughs) Yeah. That is like the (laughs) epitome of catness. Yeah, that's, yeah. If I don't want you to pet me. Yeah. You even good at, yeah, that's. I'm good at it. Weird. Yeah, so he's actually dating a cat. He's dating a cat and he's allergic to cats. Yeah. Ugh, what a mess. Do you keep everything you own in your bag like I do? Maybe your bag also becomes a black hole. You end up having to remove everything just to find your keys and your phone at the bottom of your purse. Let me tell you about Dagny Dover, the bag I use every single day that helps me live my life much smarter. These bags are a fusion of fashion and function, committed to keeping you organized while still looking really good. There's tote bags, wallets, toiletry bags, 
bags, crossbody, clutches, leather, neoprene, the cutest bags in the world. Seriously, look them up while you're listening right now. I recently got the Dakota backpack in emerald green, a bag that's versatile for me as I'm always on the go, whether I'm hiking in the mountains or just going to work. It's quick drying, lightweight neoprene. It's the ultimate performance fabric. It goes on every hike with me and it's perfect for me in the Pacific Northwest and all that rain. You know what I'm talking about. Plus it has a spot for all my necessities, my phone, wallet, laptop, speakers, all when I'm commuting to work during the day. So right around the same time I got my backpack, my sister calls me and literally that second she was looking online at her dream Dagny Dover backpack. Let's just say she definitely wanted to steal my new one. Or if you've got yourself a boo, you can buy one and share it with him. It's his and hers with colors both of you will love. If you give 110% at everything you do and you put 110% of things in your bag, like I do. Dagny Dover is for you. And right now, Dagny Dover is offering my mouthing off listeners 20% off your purchase when you go to dagnydover.com slash Olivia and enter my promo code Olivia. So don't put off getting organized. My bag has totally changed my life. Check them out at dagnydover.com slash Olivia. That's D-A-G-N-E dover.com slash Olivia. Use my code Olivia to get 20% off your order and you'll be real happy that you did. I know my sister is going to be using that discount code of mine. What is, so your apartment, we unpacked it today and the diffuser, what is it? Air? Oh yeah. He likes to have like an air filter and like a humidifier. (laughs) He like, he's kind of a little extra sometimes. Like it's, (laughs) it's, it's endearing for sure. And it's like, it's healthy. It's good. But I'm like, really babe? Like you need the air filter and the humidifier and the essential oils going. It's just like, oh, the essential oils. Which I'm all about. Every time. I feel like you're about the essential oils. I definitely am. I definitely am. But it's just, it's so funny. Just he we're both so alike in that way. Like he can just be so particular about things sometimes. So. And there are some times where I'm like, why are you doing it like that? Like that's, that's just annoying. That's stupid. I just don't, I just don't just like stupid. it. I just don't like that you do it that way. Oh. And it's just like, we're very similar. Like he feels the same way about some of the, of the things that I do. And, um, it's just interesting because like you pick up on all those little things, you know, and it's like, while those are the things I find so annoying about him, it's also like, <laughs> that's what makes you you. And like, that's what makes you like this cute, like, very particular person. I mean, in a way, Raven and Adam are long distance too. Yeah, right. They they have less distance between them. And like Adam has more of a flexible schedule than Derek does. So it's a little bit of back and forth for them. Whereas in our situation, it's more of like me going to him. So a lot of FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, And again, sometimes that's hard because he's three hours ahead and he works really late. Like he works a lot. Um, Damn. So... Sometimes there's like a day we don't really talk and um, on the weekends we definitely try to like make sure that we catch up and it's hard because like you balance a friendship, you balance a romance, you balance like business type stuff like you know you balance like your bachelor world and getting together with those people and, and what that looks like and then balance also like just normal life and trying to just be normal together and so there's just so many layers and things involved but I mean we definitely like work very hard you're in it for the long haul yeah you gotta be I would like to have his babies yeah you said this actually I said I said Taylor um I don't remember how I asked it, but basically like, 
did you look at Derek and think this, this is my husband? She goes, well, I, I really want his baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't really think about a wedding, but I think, I about, think about a baby. I'm Your like, babies would be stunning. Yeah. I think there's a maybe. lot of different um, ethnicities mm-hmm. in there, cultures. Yeah. He's Brazilian, half Brazilian. Um, and then I'm half black and Italian. And there's uh, some major baby gene pool stuff I'm hoping going that on. they get his eyeballs because they're pretty. But your skin and hair. Yeah. And, and he also has, <laughs> he also body's has some so like. so <laughs> stupid. Your body's so annoying. We were at the lake today and I just was so mad. I was really mad. I didn't Why? tell you that. Well, so Taylor, thank God, she, she says, we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go to Green Lake. And I'm like, okay, great. If you live in Seattle, then you know what Green Lake is. And if you don't, yeah. then whatever. So it's, it's a lake with like a, a loop. little loop around it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we're going to go rollerblading. So I'm like, okay, great. So I wear like jeans and a tank. And she's like, oh, I, it's actually really pulls nice up. out. She pulls up and she's wearing a swimsuit. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> I didn't bring a swimsuit. And I, I, right now with my temporary living situation, I live like 30 minutes away. So she is so sweet and graceful and packed me a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those swimsuits. And I have, I, I have an issue. Swimsuit companies. Listen up. I, I like having my butt cheeks covered. So enough of these <laughs> thong swimsuits that 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 bottom does kind of it go is a th- butt. no it's a yeah. thong there is no cu- cu- nothing I'll take them okay. off right and we can look <laughs> no so you know she takes her clothes off get we get on these little tubes pizza tubes pizza by the way floats. super cute mm-hmm. pizza floats and she's got like 57 abs and this butt that's just it just is annoying and I'm like I'm literally covering my thong butt with this pizza tube to get into the water. Because you know what? Companies that make swimsuits, sometimes, I remember the days when our butt cheeks were totally covered. And yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. There was no air down mm-hmm. there. It was, I didn't feel like, it's too much movement, my cheeks. Sometimes there is it's unnecessary too much movement. movement. Yeah. I like them to be mm-hmm. tight Yeah, in the, 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 the in thing. In the suit, yeah. So anyway. Um, I hear you on that. But also, if you've got a body like Seattle. <laughs> are not like judgy about bodies like people in Seattle are very welcoming and accepting of like I really all kinds of different sexualities and beliefs and body types like and I want you to work on like not judging yourself on that either this is something we need to but by the way Taylor has a podcast called let's talk about it and uh it's all about the things that we should be talking about. Yeah. Like the fact that I judge the shit out of myself. Um, very hard. And every, you guys listen, you know this because I've talked about it many times, but yeah, I mean it, it, I, I, you are goals. Like literally people fall. You look at her body. (laughs) Oh, by the way, the picture I took today, am I not the most inspirational photographer of all time? You, you very much were. You were really like just sending out all the positive vibes. Oh, yeah. So if someone yeah. says like, Hey Liv, can you take a picture of me? I will, I will go. Yeah. A hundred extra miles for you. So I'm getting different angles. I'm like, Oh yes. Work. Uh, work. Yeah. Getting diff- getting in the water, getting different shots. 
and yes. um she posted them by the way so that's my work if you're <laughs> if you look at her page yes um and you edited the and the i co- edited the them i gave them she was like you have kind of an artsy edit yeah i've been putting grain on my photos i feel like grain is kind of trendy right now you can that's what the bloggers are doing that's what the bloggers are doing is the grain and like the, the very cool coloring or whatever um so yeah so i take a photo and she's like sprawled on this <laughs> tube and I'm just thinking like, my God, her ass, her ass. It's like a beautiful balloon. That's what um, Alexis just like calls me bubble butt. Oh, she always comments on your stuff and says bubble butt. Yeah, that was like her thing on Bachelor, even on the first group date. She was like, has Nick found out about your bubble butt yet? (laughs) She was just like waiting for Nick to discover my bubble butt. And then even in paradise, you know, we're in bathing suits the whole time. And she was just always like smacking my ass and like, Derek, get that bubble butt. She's one of the funniest people. Derek. Derek. Her. And she always spells his name wrong. How does she spell it? With a... She, she'll spell it like D-E-R-R-I-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's like, <laughs> she'll literally like be commenting it. on his like Instagram where his name is spelled and right there. Can. And she'll <laughs> always spell it differently. Oh, he has a tough last name too. Yeah, but he's like honestly the cheesiest person in the world. And he's like, it's pronounced Paith. Like Paith. have faith in Paith. <laughs> That's one of the things he said in our first conversation oh, when I was God. still like, no. This is not working. No. Kiddo. Yeah. That kiddo, I, that would have shut me down below. I immediately, I yeah. was like, I looked back at that conversation. And I was like, I was like kind of mean to you. Like he tried to make all these like little jokes and I was just so cold. I was probably like, you're probably like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and then at one point he acknowledged it and he was like, no, you're not gonna, uh, not, not going for that one. And I was like, Hard nope. to get though. It's the way to go. <laughs> I, I've, I'm trying, I'm learning. Like I gotta just pretend I don't want him. I guess. And then they come running. I think a good authentic approach will help with some good the connection. The authentic approach. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm going to work on not judging the crap out of myself. Yes. And the cool thing about our friendship is I feel like uh, we we get on like random tangents that end up being like really deep because yeah. like it's cool. Well, one thing that we connected on today was just about how exhausting our minds can be sometimes. Oh, my God. And uh, I think something in the last few episodes of my pod, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's um, listen to it, by the way. That we've discussed, especially we just did an episode on suicide. And so it was like the guest, you know, we were talking with him and um, he lost his daughter to suicide a few years ago. And, um, you know, about talking about your thoughts and like, to remember that you are not your thoughts true you are the observer of your thoughts and thinking you know kind of changing your framework on life when you when things happen instead of things happening to you Mm -hmm. that they're happening for you Mm. and it was just very heart opening but yeah I think one of the really important takeaways of that is like yeah you you are not your thoughts. No. Michael Singer has an amazing book, The Untethered Soul. Yeah. And talks about like your inner roommate, this like constant voice that you have going in your head, which that chapter I think would be especially helpful. I think I'm going to read it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like literally like, you know, not everything that you say to yourself is true. And you don't have to believe everything that mm. you think and to remember that like you are separate from Praise. your thoughts. Praise. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I live in my head. Yeah. Um, and I'm very 
uh, honest about that. I overthink everything to the death. Mm -hmm. And Taylor said something really cool, actually. Um, She said, be like water. Yeah. And that's mine and kids thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm stealing it, by the way. But (laughs) uh, she said, be like water and just flow. Mm -hmm. And that is I'm not a flower. Yep. I am like, I need to know every I need to know who I'm going to end up with, Mm -hmm. where I'm going to end up, what job I'm going to have. And I'm really trying like with this move to Seattle, which everyone presumes is super, super random. Yeah, I'm not, you know, there's some things in my life. I'm a very open person, but Mm -hmm. there's some things in my life that I want private. And this job is something that I'm taking seriously. And therefore, I don't really want to just run out there and say here. Oh, here's what it is. But like it was something that really was last minute, but kind of. I felt like was a little serendipitous Mm -hmm. and I feel really good about the move. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm in a way it was kind of like my first water move. Yeah. And I think like, I'm happy that you're here, especially to like incorporate you with my chosen family friends, especially Kit. They seem awesome. And like the flowing like water thing, like it literally has brought up so much. And like, we try really hard to like encourage each other to like, just be present and like not, Like knowing that where you're at right now is okay. That that's where you're supposed to be right now and to be there. And even if it doesn't feel okay, that's okay too. It will be not okay for that period of time. Mm -hmm. And then things will be different. And if you just keep flowing and just keep being like water. water. I'm like water. I'm literally, I wrote it on my mirror last night. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'll post it that I found in my temporary person's home. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then we'll put it on your mirror. Oh, and by the way, um, well, actually, by next week, I might be the owner of this apartment. I don't really know. But um, I applied for a built or an apartment in Taylor's building. So (laughs) So we're going to be like, (laughs) we are literally going to be friends because you're going to be right there. I have two really close friends, like within five blocks, three really close friends. It's a super stellar neighborhood. Um, And I, by the way, thank you everyone seriously for um, sending messages with advice on places to live. And Mm -hmm. um, the, the people of Seattle have, or at least the Pacific Northwest in general have been so awesome. Like, you know, whenever you move somewhere, you're like, I don't know how people are going to respond. And, uh, there was only one person who was a turd about the move. (laughs) The, everyone else has been non turdy and they've been very cool. So I'm excited to see the PNW Mm -hmm. and I hope that I rep it well. And Taylor and I will most likely, (laughs) I don't really know my credit score, but yeah, (laughs) I think we'll most likely be not like direct roomies, but basically roomies. Essentially. Essentially. Like how else, how much farther we're probably 20 steps from each other. Yeah. So it'll be um, very close. I'll I'll let you guys know if we are actually roomies or like kind of roomies. Come on building give me that apartment it is <laughs> i my think dream. you'll get it sending out all the positive vibes <laughs> it is my dream. Um, and then we'll do all the seattle things together because yeah. they're it's honestly just one of the most beautiful so places pretty. to live yeah and the people are amazing i don't believe in the seattle freeze i don't think that's a thing anymore i haven't encountered it exactly yeah um and there's just so much to explore there. The people are great. The food is great. The views are great. feel it's really just, good right now. It's an I'm on a salmon kick. Apparently there's really good salmon here. Yes. I crave salmon like every night now. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Um, so yeah. So, and, and if I don't have a guest, I'm always going to ask Taylor. So she'll <laughs> yep. probably hear her again. 
and being honest, yep, yep, Brandy yep. and Taylor are my go-tos <laughs> when I didn't have time to book a, a guest. Yep. So yep. just prepare to hear more really emotionally intelligent conversations. Yes. So maybe, friends are for. Or maybe lack thereof. So yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, keep writing me your... Um, you don't really need to write me neighborhoods anymore because <laughs> I'm good on that. But um, if you have any single friends, you can send me photos in the yeah. DM. I've got a couple saying, oh, my brother's ah! friend. <laughs> I am I down. It. I am down to a date. Okay. Yes. So I love you guys. Um, thanks for your support always. Uh, and follow Taylor on the gram. And um, is it all the same? Tay Mocha on everything? Yeah. Tay Mocha, Instagram, Tay Mocha, inst- uh, Twitter. Twitter. And I'm really bad at Twitter. So just don't even bother. Don't, don't bother with a Twitter. Yeah. I'm kind of bad at Twitter yeah. lately too. Um, and then listen to Let's Talk About It. Um, yeah. And if you have like questions about anything related to mental health or you're struggling with something or there's a topic that you feel like doesn't get talked about a lot that you'd really like there to be less stigma around, you can send an email to I ask. have something. Yeah. Sex. We actually have, we've talked about sex, but we haven't done like an episode on we it. We need to do an episode. I had a conversation the other day with someone like, we are too ashamed of sex. Yeah. Especially as women, there's a lot that yeah. goes on there. I've been going through that with my close girlfriend, Casey, who's in Germany right now. Yeah. And she has been ex- um, exploring more of that sexual part and of her. But, but even there's that. so much mental and emotional things that occur mm-hmm. in that, especially as women, because sex isn't really talked about in the way that it is talked about well let's talk about reinforces it. a lot of shame so let's talk let's about it <laughs> <laughs> yes. um okay so what's the email that people need to send topic ideas to, to i think i cut you off sorry yeah it's okay uh to <laughs> ask dot let's talk about it at gmail.com um i'm officially formally writing an email right now i want to talk about sex awesome we will make it an episode okay great um flow with the sex i it might turn into like a five episode mini series or yes. something, especially with me. Yeah. Although I'm a raisin down there. Okay. Um, love you guys. Uh, we're going to go have tacos. Bye. 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 Bye.